Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Today for Song of the Soul, we're honored to have as our guest, Clark Kent, alias Superman. Oh, uh, wait, I wasn't supposed to spill those beans till Daniel Zur shares one of his songs. Really, Dan has a variety of superpowers, in addition to the ability to craft a powerful song and the gift of attracting other musicians into his web of music creation. Weekdays, he's a natural resource educator with the University of Wisconsin Extension here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. But other times, he's making music in a number of permutations, one steady manifestation being the eggplant heroes. Daniel Zur joins me in person today. Dan, thank you so much for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be asked to be on your show. I don't know if this is just an impression I have, but... It seems that you're busier doing music than you used to be. It seems that something about the tempo of the last year, year and a half, has increased the demand for your kind of music. I saw you just recently at Myron Buckholz's place at an event for Mike McCabe. Am I just manufacturing that in my mind, or is that a fact? I'd say you're, you're probably right in that, and a lot of it is not necessarily things that I'm going out and soliciting. People have been asking me to sit in with them or help them record things and be involved in different musical projects. I can't tell you how honored I am when people ask me to do that because I'm I'm still kind of musically, I look at myself as, you know, how did I stumble into this life? How did I get to be this fortunate? Because I grew up in South Dakota and I played in some rock and roll cover bands back in the 80s for about 10 years. And when I went back to school in the 90s, I pretty much kind of stopped doing that. Didn't really get back into music until I moved to Eau Claire in 2008. I started going to open mics. I ended up playing bass in a band called Shy Friday with Lane Yost. And then I started experimenting with playing a little bit more solo because I'd always been a band member and usually a bass player because I learned how to play bass for the first band that I was in. And if you know anything about musicians, bass players are usually harder to find than guitar players. So the work that I was finding all seemed to be uh, playing bass. So anyway, I I got to know a lot of people in town in the last eight or nine years. It just seems that every year I'm being connected with more people and being involved in more projects for various purposes, whether it's recording in the studio with somebody or just sitting in on, on stage with somebody or helping out Jennifer Coyne, who you've had on the show. You know, I helped her out with the Music Heals CD, the homegrown CD that she did. So being asked to do all this stuff has really started happening a lot in the last couple of years. And I can't say enough about how fortunate I feel. I want to explore more of your background as a natural resources educator, as a parent, all the ways that you function in the world. But first, I want to get started with some of your music. So how do you want to start off your Song of the Soul, Dan? 
I'll start off by saying that, again, you know, I, I was out of music for a while. I've been a singer since I was a little kid. I was singing in church choirs when I was little, and my dad had a pretty big family. He had nine boys and two girls in my dad's family. And I remember as a little kid, my dad and some of his brothers were all really good singers. Not not all of his brothers. <laughs> some of them couldn't, couldn't carry a tune, but he and two or three of his brothers were really good singers, and I remember listening to them sing and singing along with them. And I remember, I don't remember how, what age I was, but my dad's brother, Joe said to my dad, as I was singing along with him, he says, holy cow, Spence, this kid can harmonize to anything. And I just, I, I, that, that is in my mind because I've always loved harmony and I've loved to sing and I've loved to put harmonies on different songs. So music has been with me a long, long time, but in terms of actually getting out there and really using it and really exploring it and writing music, I didn't start doing that until quite late in life. In 2014, at the age of, what, 53, (laughs) my very first CD came out. And that CD that came out in 2014, uh, Guacamole, Macaroni, and Cheese is the name of it. You can tell when you listen to that that it's really kind of a hodgepodge of a lot of things. There's a blues tune on there. There's a funk song on there. There's some folky stuff. There's topical things and love songs. It's kind of all over the map, which is where the title of the album comes from. I made some guacamole one night. I thought, well, I can't just eat guacamole. What what else have I got in the fridge? And I had some leftover macaroni and cheese, and I warmed that up, and I thought, this probably isn't going to work. And the combination was, I thought, this is really incredible. I didn't think this would work, but it worked. So when I was throwing all these songs together, it was like, and it's a line from one of the songs too, uh, Guacamole, Macaroni, and Cheese. But I thought that's a good title for the album because it is a hodgepodge of a lot of things. And one of the songs that is on that CD It's a topical song. It's a political song that was kind of inspired by this idea that politicians, especially in Washington, spend a good portion of their time raising funds. They're not spending most of their time in the legislature making law. They're spending most of their time out raising money. I just thought, you know, is that really why they're there? Is that their job? Is that what they're supposed to be doing? I don't think so. I think uh, our judgment of their performance should be by their performance. We shouldn't be electing them because they've raised more money than somebody else. So this whole concept of it's not your job to get reelected, you know, that's not why you're there. That kind of ro- started rolling around in my head. And I had this little funky rhythm that was kind of fun. And the song, It's Not Your Job, came out of that little idea. And that's why you hear the guitar coming in now, some drums and keyboards all layering in as Dan Zur gets ready to play It's Not Your Job. You say that you understand us, that you walked a while in our shoes. You say that your family's just like mine and that you've had struggles too. You tell us that you come from nothing, that your daddy was a working man. Yet you make life harder for working folks about every chance you can. Yeah. Yes, you do. And you hand us out to your wealthy friends. Can you spare just a million or two? So I can get on back to the capital And reward good folks like you Now I seem to recall something about Protecting the powerless from the powerful Uh It's not your job to get re-elected On a permanent campaign trail Population feels neglected, dog wagged by its tail.
with perfect kids and hair. They want a soul with some empathy. They want to know that you truly care. That your vote is cast with conscience. That their voice is truly heard. That the world will be here for their little ones. And you're a person of your word. Can you ever know? Selected in this so-called democracy Not Your Job is by Dan Zur. It's from his recording Guacamole, Macaroni, and Cheese. And I hope that you're not such a couch potato that you were able to sit down through that. That's so danceable. The, the funky thing is right, Dan. It does have that energy to it. And having that idea in mind that money is part of what's wrong and that focusing on getting reelected is, is this problem in politics is that what led you to do music for Mike McCabe at his recent stop in Eau Claire? Or maybe you're not a particularly a Mike McCabe supporter. I don't even know. But the fact that I saw you there led me to think that this is on the wavelength where you travel. Yeah, I'd say that's kind of a good assessment. I do believe in what Mike espouses politically. I was very much a Bernie Sanders supporter, and I think Mike is kind of cut from some of that same cloth, really looking out for how government should be working for the ordinary person. And Myron Buckholz, a friend, asked me if I'd play some music at it. And I was like, sure, I'd be glad to. That's not something I'm going to do for anybody. There are other people that are running for governor that I certainly have a lot of belief in uh, and agree with a lot of what they do. And it's going to be interesting to see how that all sorts out when the election rolls around. But politics is something that I'm concerned with, and it, it inserts itself into my songwriting. And I want to say something, too, about that song, It's Not Your Job. The guitar solo in there, John Neitz played the guitar solo in there. And what I consider so fortunate for me is that I have these little ditties, these little songs that I write. I'm not Paul McCartney. I'm, I'm not writing memorable melodies that are incredible and have chord progressions that take a long time to figure out. Most of my stuff is pretty simple, and I'm, and I'm aware of that. But I'm so very fortunate since moving to Eau Claire to get to work with so many musicians who are so talented that take these songs that I consider just kind of simple little things, and I hear back what they do for those songs, and it makes the hair on my neck stand up. And there are so many talented musicians on my CD, so many talented musicians in the Eggplant Heroes that I get to work with. 
Another song from my CD that really shows that in spades is Miles and Millie. It's based in some fact. I was in a long-distance relationship for a while, and I'd heard, it was actually a, a Mark Knopfler song, a Mark Knopfler of Dire Straits. I'd heard him in one song say the phrase, a million miles. But the way he said it, it sounded like million miles, Millie and miles. It sounded like two people. And I thought, oh, that's really cool. But I don't want to write something called Million Miles. That's too obvious. So I just, I just flipped it, Miles and Millie. And it's all about, you know, a million miles. It was a distance. You know, the, the person that I was involved in, we were hundreds of miles apart. It wasn't cross town. It was a long ways to go to be with each other. And it ended up that it just, it was not sustainable. And that's kind of where the, the impetus for that song came from, is from that idea of just a melancholy. It's really too bad this didn't work out, but it was kind of destined to head that way anyway. Kateri Farrell, who went to UW-Eau Claire, a flutist, put some flute on that song. When I, when I recorded the demo track for that, I just kept hearing, oh, there's, there's got to be some flute in here. There's got to be some flute on this song. I asked Kateri to, to have a listen to it, and she said, oh, yeah, this song screams for some flute. And her partner at the time, they are now in Nashville, making a go of it musically in Nashville. James Sonnentag is the guy that does most of the keyboard work on my album. But if you listen to the flute that Kateri puts on Miles and Millie, it makes the song. That song would not be what it is if it wasn't for that. And James's little piano work as well is incredible. And again, John Neitz, who I just talked about with It's Not Your Job. And John put a solo on there that still gives me chills when I listen to it. So all of these people putting their stamp on something that I do, it makes me sound like I'm a whole lot better than I am. And it makes me feel so very fortunate. So whenever I hear that song, whenever I listen back to that song, that's what comes into my mind is look what these people did with my stuff and I think what you're saying Dan is you planted the seed and there's a lot of people to help it grow and it's what we hear as we listen to Miles and Millie by Daniel Zur Miles and Billy 
Miles and Millie is by Daniel Zur, and he's here today for Song of the Soul. We're fortunate to have him. One thing about that song that I noticed, Dan, is you know, you've got the verse there, okay, it's like, okay, I, I can move, we can be together, and then it's like, what? You're not there. Uh, some things, maybe absence makes the heart grow fonder. I don't know, togetherness. Is that the actual sad ending of that story? Yeah, the, the relationship behind the, the song. We kept it going for quite a few years. And when I moved here, I had asked her to come and be with me, and it wasn't going to happen. And uh, and I kind of knew that that was the case. It's a sad ending, but it's it's one of those things where you know her and I still correspond. We're still friends. We parted as friends, and I'm so very fortunate that I got to know her and, and got to be in that relationship when I did. It's interesting to listen back to those songs on my CD and recognize I don't want to know if I want to use the word novice, but I, I hear myself being a little bit of a novice in some of my songwriting. And some of them are older than others. There's a song called This Little House on the CD that I had the music for it. I had the, the chord progression and the melody a long time ago, I'm probably back in the late 80s or early 90s. But the original lyrics that I had with that song were kind of a downer. It was trying to put myself in somebody else's shoes in a failed relationship. And the song, if you listen to the music of that song, it's very upbeat and very happy. And I thought, this just doesn't work with these lyrics. I need to write something else that goes with this music. And the idea of living together you know, at the beginning of a relationship, starting that process of where you're, we're going to get to see each other every day. We're not living in two separate places anymore. That was kind of a nice idea to run with. And, and after I wrote the song, I was like, well, I'm, now I'm thinking of Our House by Crosby, Stills, and Nash and & Young. And it's kind of, there's a lot of that same kind of feel to it, but it's still a song that came out and I was glad how it formed. But what was really great about this album is my brother from North Carolina, Tim, came up and did all the bass work. Tim is uh, about 12 or 13 years older than I am. So we never really played in a band together. Tim went to Vietnam when I was about eight or nine years old. And when he got back, he took off and went to California. And so I never, I, you know, I, I would sit in, in his bedroom and watch him play guitar or watch him play bass when I was a kid. And one of my other brothers and my sister, Mary, also played guitar. I had some of that influence. So Tim and I would get together maybe once a year or so and, and jam a little bit. But to have him come up here and spend a, a whole week hanging out with me and doing the bass work. I'm a bass player. I can play bass. Tim is a bass player. He's he's much better at the instrument than I am. And this song in particular, This Little House, if you listen to the bass line closely as a bass player, of course, I'm hearing it. The bass line really moves this song along. Tim is hopping all over the bass and, and got a nice little walking groove, fast little walking groove on there that just made the song. So it was it was so special for me to have him around here to help out and put his stamp on this stuff too. We're going to listen to this little house in a moment, but first I want to remind you, you're listening to Song of the Soul, a Northern Spirit Radio production on the web, northernspiritradio.org, with 12 and a half years of our programs out there for free listening download. There's links. You want to find the Eggplant Heroes or Daniel Zur's website. The best place to track them down is on bandcamp.com, so Dan Zur bandcamp.com is the place to look for but the link is on northern spirit radio make your life easy and just remember northern spirit radio post a comment when you visit there's a donate button that's how this full-time work is supported even more important support your local community radio stations we started out on whys here in eau claire and now there's some 33 stations nationwide carrying our programs remember to support them from your heart hands and wallets support your local community radio station and right now we're going to play daniel zur's song this little house go to it on that bass let's get hopping it's a great bass line that's what you need a big brother for. Here we go. This little house. Mm-hmm. 
Let's put the couch near the desk by the window. We'll move the rocking chair right over here. Your mother's china, it looks good in the cabinet. Let's take a break and have some wine over beer. All right. Letting all kinds of sunshine The dog is digging around the shrubs to the north Let's make some supper in this beautiful kitchen And then we'll eat it out on the front porch I can't believe we're finally living together Sharing the space between you and me Our little house will be warm in December With a bright little Christmas tree by Daniel Zur. It's played with help of community, uh, including Big Brother there on bass. I think of you as folk-centric, if you will. And yet, so many of the wonderful songs you're sharing today have such rich instrumentals. I would say, you know, sometimes half the song is instrumental, which is really cool. Are you the kind of person who will sit, I guess maybe as a bass player, you would sit and noodle and play music and not be spouting lyrics. Is that true? Is your mind divided, Dan, pretty much both lyrics on one side and instrumental? Do you play instrumentals in and of themselves? I'm one of those people that song inspiration and song form comes to me in several different ways. It's fascinating to me always how these things happen. Some of it feels like, oh, well, this is sort of an original idea. And other times it's like something else is feeding me this stuff. I don't know where this is coming from, but it's, it's really interesting to be able to be a filter or a vessel for wherever that, that inspiration is coming from. Are you a spiritual-oriented person? Part of me feels like being an environmental educator like you are, 
even while you have one foot strongly in science, there's another part of you which is a heart open to the bigger world, which I would call spirituality. Could you talk a little bit about where that is in you? Yeah, there is definitely that element that comes into play. I was raised Catholic at a very young age, probably 11. I think I was in fifth grade. I remember scratching my head and thinking, this isn't what this is about. This isn't what this is supposed to be. I was an altar boy, and we had a priest that was not very nice. I wouldn't say he was a, a, you know, physically abusive, but he was just a mean person. When, whenever we had to, <laughs> whenever me and the other guys had to serve a mass with him, it was like, oh, no, we have to deal with that. And some of the nuns, I went to Catholic elementary school, and some of the nuns that I had were not very nice people. It started making me think, this isn't what this is supposed to be about. And I have been, as a lot of recovering Catholics are, I've been a searcher ever since. The search is the journey in itself. I'm not looking for an answer. I'm not looking for an end. I'm not looking for, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. It's like everything just kind of forms the spirit of my life as it comes in. Life experiences and different things, you wonder why they happen at a particular time. Sometimes you struggle with the reasons why that is, and sometimes you look back and are able to bless those events in your life that were very, very painful at the time, but make you into who you are and and help mold who you are. So that spiritual journey is very much a part of this. And, And the fact that, as I was mentioning, that some of this music comes from a place that I can't necessarily quantify. You know, as scientists, we like to quantify everything. We like to be able to define everything. So there's a part of me that likes that, that likes to have the answer. Okay, well, it's, it's black and white. It's math. It's science. It's right there. But there's a part of me, too, that is, who was it, Iris DeMent saying the song, Let the Mystery Be. Sometimes there's a part of me that's just like, okay, for whatever reason, this is what it is, and I just have to let it do whatever it's doing. Well, I'm liking the collage that you're putting together here and letting it be. As you said, the name of the recording that you put out in 2014, Guacamole, Macaroni, and Cheese, is describing a collage. Try put these things together, see what comes out. The world is richer when we experiment and remain open to continuing revelation, I would call it. It happens every moment in our lives if we're open to it. And so I'd like you to reveal just a little bit more music that we can hear today for Song of the Soul. I'll kind of stay on the theme of how other musicians really make a lot of what I do sound a whole lot better than I think it is sometimes. I'm so very fortunate that I get to play with the Eggplant Heroes. In in the summer of 2012, I'd met Duffy, uh, Duffy Duffhausen from the Eggplants at some open mics and, and a couple of the other guys too I'd played with occasionally. And they were going to do a show at Sounds Like Summer in Phoenix Park that summer. They said, we need some bass. We need some low end out there because the original eggplants were two guitars, trumpet, and violin. They wanted a little bit more than that. They had added Caleb Horn on mandolin, and they needed a bass player just for that live show was the original idea. And I said, yeah, sure, I'd love to. I'd I'd, consider myself incredibly fortunate to get to play with you guys. And it worked out really, really well. And and all of a sudden, I started playing at a few more gigs. and, And then it was like, okay, you're in the band. So I I get to play with these guys that are incredible musicians and incredible writers, you know, English professors and poetry professors and and people who have ways with words that I don't. I wasn't on the first Eggplant Heroes CD uh, after this time. Uh, That was just the original four-piece band. But we were getting ready to record Better Weather, the second CD that came out in uh, 2015, I think. And I was listening to the tracks, the demo tracks that some of the other guys, everybody in the band writes. So there was a a lot of material. And I was listening to all these other songs, and there were a lot of really heavy songs on that CD, a lot of serious topics, a lot of very reflective topics. 
you know, Max Garland wrote a song inspired by the death of Robin Williams uh, called Somebody Like You. Duffy and Joel wrote a song around Ophelia's suicide in Hamlet. And Max had a couple other tunes, you know, Hard Time, which is a very up-tempo song. But it's lyrically, it's all about life is just kind of a pain most of the time. And and I thought, you know, I need to write something for this album that's light. I need to be the comic relief <laughs> on this CD because I, I had another song that was very heavy, a song that was inspired by some of the events in uh, Ferguson, Missouri, and young black men being shot unarmed by police officers. And I used to live in Missouri. and But I thought, no, I, I don't want to put that on here because that's just another heavy, heavy song. So I purposely set out to write something a little bit more humorous. And I think I was biking one day and I was thinking about heroes, you know, eggplant heroes. And I was noticing that it was early in the biking season and I wasn't in very good shape. And I'm getting older. I'm not quite what I used to be in terms of what I used to be able to do. And so I started blending this idea of, you know, what happens when a hero gets old? And Superman popped into my head. And and so that song, An Aging Hero's Lament on Better Weather from the Eggplant Heroes, I wrote that. There's not a lot to it. If you listen to it in terms of chord progression and melody, there's really not a lot there. But there's humor in the lyrics. And it's one of those songs where lyrically you can read the, the lyrics and you can say, oh, he's talking about Superman. But you can also read the lyrics and think, oh, that's my dad. Or that's my husband. Or that's my brother. Or that's my grandpa. Or that's my next door neighbor who used to be really handy and and is getting a little bit older these days. So I brought this song to the gang. And the one thing musically that I suggested was uh, I suggested to Joel, I said, if you can take the theme from the Christopher Reeves Superman movie and insert that some way on trumpet. And he managed to get that in there. If you listen to it, it's got that little bit of John Williams Superman theme is incorporated into Joel's trumpet solo on that song. But everybody, the violin has just a hint of humor in it. There's just a little bit of silliness in how Olaf is playing the violin. And John LeBrun, who's not a member of the Eggplant Heroes, uh, came in and put some some soft percussion behind it that just added. Caleb's mandolin was just a little bit humorous. The Everything on there came together in a way that it was one of those songs that when it was done and I listened back to it, I pointed to all those guys and I said, you guys did exactly what I imagined, that the audio vision that I had of this song is exactly what you guys did. And I couldn't be more grateful for what they did for that song. It turned out perfect in terms of of, uh, how I imagined it when I started writing it. And the song is An Aging Hero's Lament by Dan Zur, played by the Eggplant Heroes. Taking flight is quite a tall order These days I prefer the ground Buildings I can still leap from much shorter They take more than a single bound I can no longer go without glasses My disguise is incomplete When the speeding bullet passes No matter how I move my feet Maybe it's true I'm not what I used to be But I'm still city was from high above the crowd the world was lush and green and so pretty as we sailed beyond the clouds now it seems the world has grown colder the theme music no longer plays you and 
to have Daniel Zur here today for Song of the Soul. That was An Aging Hero's Lament. Most of the other songs we've heard today have been off of his recording from 2014. This one is from recording by the Eggplant Heroes. He's part of the band. That's called Better Weather, that CD. As you heard at the end of that song, you referred, Dan, a lot of people can see Superman in it. But what you say at the end there is nor bird, nor plane, nor even frog. It's that's underdog. <laughs> that's my favorite. So, and uh, you heard that wonderful trumpet in there by Joel Pache. I've just had him recently on Song of the Soul. And so we're fortunate to have that. And Max Garland I had on a year or two ago. So Eggplant Heroes are a great bunch of guys. And unfortunately, I still haven't had Duffy Duffhausen on. I'm waiting. I'm thinking you should infiltrate the message to him, Dan. Would you do that for me? Oh, sure. We'll get Duffy here sooner or later. Yeah, those guys are so much fun to work with. Again, I'm so fortunate. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop every day. It's like, how do I get to do this? How do I get to sing and play music with so many wonderful people and have people come out and enjoy it? I have no complaints at all about the fortunate quality of, of many aspects of my life. And music is such a big part of that. All of the people that played on my on my solo CD are incredible. Zach Brawford, who did all the drumming work. Zach is one of the most solid drummers I've ever worked with and a wonderful person. And my brother, Tim, who came up and did the bass work. And Tim was kind of the inspiration for the last song on the CD, a song called Follow the Light. I don't even remember the name of the band now, but he sent me a link to a New Orleans band. And he said, oh, you should hear these guys. And, and I listened to a couple of their tracks and I thought, yeah, these, these guys are really cool. And, and that New Orleans beat kind of got into my head, that Bo Diddley beat that has a, a New Orleans flavor to it. That was one of those situations where, okay, I've got this musical beat and, and this, this flavor of music, this New Orleans flavor 
in my head and I want to write a song around that. So Brother Tim had sent me that idea by way of the band that he was linking me to. And I wanted to write a song for the album that was optimistic, that was just kind of, you know, hey, everything's going to be okay. Things will work out all right. When I got divorced many years ago, it was a very hard thing to go through. And you realize when you go through something like that, that, okay, if I can survive that, I can get through just about anything. And so that's kind of the impetus of that song. And when I brought that song to the musicians on the album, I just said to Zach Brawford, the drummer, I said, Zach, I said, I'm hearing like a New Orleans band funeral coming up the street. You know, it's, it's several blocks away. And the first thing you can hear is the drums. And that's what I want. And if you listen, the beginning and the end of that song is Zach's drumming. And then we all just kind of followed him in and followed the light, as it were, and made that song happen. And you're hearing those drums coming in right now as we go to Daniel Zur's song, Follow the Light.
just has it in Clouds will make way for the sun And if you need a friend to share the load Just walk that road message and I think pretty upbeat music for that one by Daniel Zur called Follow the Light from his recording Guacamole, Macaroni and Cheese from back in 2014. When you want to track down Daniel Zur's music, go to danzer at bandcamp.com. Now you don't know how to spell Zur, Z-E-R-R. What you want to do is come by NorthernSpiritRadio.org and under Song of the Soul, you'll be able to track him down and find out more about him. He works as a natural resources educator by day. So that's his Clark Kent to his Superman for his song, An Aging Hero's Lament. That probably fits in there pretty well. It's been so good to have you here. I would just want to mention that song. I mentioned this to you earlier. Follow the Light is a song that John McCutcheon wrote as well, and there's no trademark on names like that. But what's funny is I believe that the notes in singing Follow the Light are the same notes that you sing and that he sings for his song. It's just kind of crazy. Uh, The song's very different in other ways. But I was also wondering, Dan, for me, light is the primary metaphor I use for the divine, for the big thing, right? It's where I've experienced it sometimes very directly and very strong mystical experience. Does light there, is that just about being optimistic or does it have a spiritual overtone to it? Probably a little of both. I think, again, with that recovering Catholic stuff, sometimes I have a hard time talking about God, you know, because in the old definition of God that they teach you when you're a child, it's this bearded white guy in the sky that is watching over everything and is going to punish you if you do anything wrong and reward you if you do things right. And 
So it's hard to refer to that higher power using that God word for me anyway. That's that's part of my journey. I still get a little bit uptight when I walk into a church. I don't care what kind of a church it is. There's still a little bit of a of an intimidation factor there and memories from childhood. So light in regards to that song is about both those things. It's it's about looking for the positive, looking for the fact that, you know, the sun is going to come up tomorrow. It's going to be there. And also that there is a light out there. There is a guiding force out there if you can tap into it. If you can allow yourself to realize that even in the midst of horrible things, and I haven't suffered nearly as much as some people have with tragedy in their life or with dealing with a horrible illness or or things of that nature. So I feel a little out of place talking too much about that kind of stuff. But I think everything comes into our life for a reason. And the light is the path. I guess maybe a good metaphor would be the force from Star Wars. It's that kind of thing. It's there. It's everywhere. It exists in everything. We all are part of it. It's all part of the grand purpose. The size of the universe is overwhelming. We can't imagine the size of the universe. We look, you know, the Hubble telescope just spotted the most distant single star it's ever seen. And it's literally billions of light years away. So what we're looking at is light travels at 186,000 miles per second. Light takes eight minutes to get from the sun to us. You know, that's how fast light travels. This thing, the star that the Hubble telescope spotted is billions of light years away. So when we're looking at this star, we're literally looking back billions of years in time. That's how far away it is. So we have this huge, monstrous universe. And who are we? What are we? We're these little things on this little blue dot around this yellow sun lost in this gigantic galaxy that's part of billions of other galaxies. Is there some being that's looking down at me and and worried about every little thing that I do? I don't think so. But I think we are all part of that collective consciousness of that being, that force, that light, whatever it happens to be. We just need to let go and relax and let it do what it's going to do and recognize that everything that's coming in and everything that we're seeing is is part of the process. That's hard, especially these days when we see so much conflict and so much polarization among people, especially in our country. It's hard to recognize the light, but you and I were talking before that, you know, and, and back to that Star Wars metaphor, sometimes the darkness is necessary for the light to to really reveal itself and really come out and step forward and do what it's supposed to do to make life better and to make things better. I guess for me, I was inspired as a young man, maybe 16 or 17 years old, by my first trip to the Rocky Mountains and seeing that nature at that level. Because I grew up on the plains of eastern South Dakota, pretty flat, not a lot of topography. And I went out to the Rockies. My sister was living in Colorado and we went out there and it was it was incredible. And I just, I had a much greater appreciation for nature after making that trip. So I wanted to eventually go into something regarding the science uh, when I went to college. I didn't go to college until I was older because I got married and had kids at a fairly young age. But after my kids were born, it became even more obvious to me that we need to do some things to really take care of this planet. We're really kind of messing with it. And if I want those little kids of mine to be growing up with some of the beauty and all of the advantages that I had in terms of what the planet offered me, we need to start taking better care of it. So that part of my journey, that trip into ecology and environmental science, was brought on by the other part of my journey, the spiritual part of my journey, that building of community, that that music that's in me that focuses on not just music, but on the, the idea of, of building community and using music as a unifying force. There's that word force. And using music to communicate and to share with people. I'm so fortunate. I can't... How did I get here? 
you were led by the force. <laughs> it's pretty clear. And folks, we've been visiting today with Daniel Zerr, and he's part of the Eggplant Heroes. He's performed in the past as part of Second Ant Hearts and other groups along the way over the 30-plus years that he's been doing music. Fortunately, we were able to have him here today for Song of the Soul. I hope you will go to danzer.bandcamp.com. The link's on Northern Spirit Radio. Thanks so much for joining me, Dan. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. Thanks for all that you do and for providing this program. I used to be involved in community radio when I lived in Missouri, so I have a great appreciation for what you're doing and for the community that we have in community radio in this town. It's good to have that independent voice, so thank you. The links, as I said, are on northernspiritradio.org. Dan Zur and many more great folks each week here on Song of the Soul. Join us next week. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org. Guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.